Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuffin, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, did you say goodbye to Tony D? <laughs> Woo! What a week, my friend. What a week. Let, let me ask you something. Last week, when you said there was some chaos. I think I said something about it. What? <laughs> What was my what was my response? Do, do, do you want me to embarrass you in front of everybody again? <laughs> what was my response? Uh, it's probably have... the only time that I've been wrong in the fifty however many shows we've done here. So you know, really? I'll allow you this really? one time. Do you hear this, you know, folks? To... Do you hear what I have to deal with? <laughs> 60 some odd shows and that was the only time I think I've been right about you know now with that little that little slip up you know 99.999% of the time you know I'm usually you know checking you know off the right box here so wow. um but yeah you know you, you know you can give it to me now and 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 really I to be honest my entire sort of ranger blogging tweeting and just personal careers and self i have been the biggest mush like on the planet when it comes to things like that my friends were dying laughing that i was saying there's no chaos and then literally just a mountain of chaos hit this team this week it's just and what makes it even funnier is that the reason this is funny mr delory well, actually, and I'm going to get into it. I don't think it's funny at all, to be honest. I'm just saying my particular spot in this whole mess is saying last week that there's no chaos going on. But really, when we were discussing and you were discussing the chaos, it was it was about, you know, the team and how they were playing. And amazingly enough. Hold on whole... a second. I said there was some a lot of the chaos was because of what was going on behind the bench. Which bleeds okay, into the locker but, room. But I said, if certain things were to happen, you know, I thought that this team would really be going in the right direction. And this is where my 99.99% of the things that I say are correct. I said, if the veterans start scoring and the goaltending starts getting back up to snuff, they'll be playing well. And lo and behold, Paulie! Kreider has two goals. Panarin has three goals this week. Strom had a goal and a couple of assists. 
Igor Shesterkin remembered how to play goalie. And they went 2-0-1. Five out of six points. But yet, the chaos. (laughs) (laughs) So I I guess I'm not getting an apology from you, huh? That's not happening, right? No. 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 All right. I should have known that. All right. Well. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, folks. Look, no, this, this, hey, let's just dive into it, man. I mean, it's like I said, I, look, we were talking last week. There, there was chaos on the ice. And I, like <laughs> I said, I was alluding to, you know, just Quinn getting the team. Hey, look, you know, as far as the, the you know, uh, you know, they went against Buffalo. And I guess, like I said, the, the off the ice stuff, I guess, started there. Um, obviously lose the pit and then they went, they, they had a great game, a great game on Monday night. They really did. They played well, you know, came back with Chesty, uh, the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, we're hearing that he's going to play. And that's, that's some of the stuff we were talking about, keeping the lines together, Golden. So we, we got it in one game. That doesn't mean that it's all going to, not going to fall apart against the big bad caps tomorrow night. But you know, every one game, I think you got it in almost all three games. Because the first game against Buffalo after our show, I th- I thought they pretty much dominated the Sabers. If it wasn't for Olmark and goal for the Sabers, I uh, the Rangers win that game, you know, six two. But you know, it probably ended in the best way possible with Lafreniere, you know, getting his first goal in the NHL as an overtime winner and uh you know you had no, yeah but they had a lead uh the power play oh, look, still... they blew it they yeah. blew it like they that's, always so do I, I get it that leads into Saturday's loss uh, granted they won Laffy gets the goal it was awesome yes in the end it doesn't matter they got the two points they win but I even think in the Pittsburgh game it was really only the third period where they fell apart. They would go, they would, they would toe to toe with the Penguins. The Penguins would score, we'd respond. The Penguins would score, we'd respond. I mean, I, I really loved their battle level in that game. And then in the third period, it was all Penguins. They tied it up, and then you got the play in overtime that that lost it for them. That really set off this series of events leading to D'Angelo getting waived. And, you know, and it turned into just a crazy 48 hours for the Rangers, for D'Angelo, and somehow, some way, a New York Rangers blog. Go figure. I mean, just I mean, was it your was it your old blog, KD? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Not my old blog. It might have been someone who used to write for my old blog, but um, not my old blog. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, if we wanted to sort of dive into it, and I think you really have to start with, you know, D'Angelo, and you know what went down and and really this is where you know before you know we were saying it's funny and and actually this whole thing really just angered me i mean starting with d'angelo as a guy who i was hoping and anticipating was going to be a part of 
you know, what is going on here and part of this rebuild that's ultimately going to lead to a Stanley Cup. And I thought he was going to be a part of that. Maybe not necessarily be there when the team wins the Cup, but I thought he'd have a big part in what ultimately got us there um, as almost a bridge to some of these younger guys, defensemen, that are going to be coming along the way whether it's Schneider or Zach Jones or Ruinainen and, and Lundqvist and all these guys. And they have such a, a plethora of, of defensemen, um, young defensemen coming. You just assumed at some point D'Angelo, two-year deal, he's probably not going to be around for very long. But, you know, I thought he'd be a big part as, as we transitioned from rebuild to contender. So, you know, this guy just signs this big contract almost five million a year he's playing the game he loves and you know he's i'm sure he's before all this happened he'd been warned you know and and for to be honest he's really been a a a good soldier the last two years with with the rangers he really hadn't heard of anything other than sometimes with his little twitter antics but look he he had a history sort of a checkered past there you had the the, the racist comments in junior, you know, drafted anyway, went to Tampa, didn't last very long there, went to Arizona, didn't last very long there. And, uh, you know, it's just a guy who who over the course of his hockey career has gotten chance after chance after chance. And you would think at some point he would learn. And even when he got here, and again, the first two years, there really weren't any issues. But this year, again, he, he, you know, I talk about the last couple of years, the Twitter really wasn't that bad, you know, and suddenly he started agitating some Ranger fans. And we, we've discussed this on, on the podcast before. I really don't care. You know, he could support Trump all he wants or be a Republican or whatever it is. It, you know, I just didn't like him sort of going after range of fans i mean he's supposed to be a guy like anybody on the team was supposed to be bringing all of us together as fans and, and celebrating what he's doing on the ice not dividing us all on social media um around politics which is just such an awful cesspool of a place right now let me ask you a quick so, question on that let yeah. me ask you a quick question do you remember uh, being 25 years old and just being caught up in politics in commentary <laughs> At yeah, all. No. no, never, not even, it never even entered my mind. I, I mean, I granted, probably, we I didn't probably have, didn't know we, how like legislation was like made. Yeah. You I, know? You know, I was playing hockey. I was living in Colorado. I was getting drunk. I was having a great time Yeah, uh, and skiing and all that other stuff. But, and you, you talk about the technology back then too. Um, you know, as far as obviously being hockey fans and all that other stuff, sports and just life and everything. But you know, I think we, the flip phones were out there. I don't even I don't even know if the flip phones were out back then. Yeah, I, I think I it was. Remember. I think around when we were when oh, Paulie, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a lot younger than you are, but when I <laughs> well, when we're I was talking well. about ninety four, ninety five. That's when I was twenty five, twenty four, twenty five, and in twenty six and ninety six. So yes, eons ago, my friend. I was 2000 when I was 24, 25, but okay. either way, but that, but that was really to be on that around that time period was when I got my like first cell phone. So just and, for everybody and all listening. you could really do at that time was really <laughs> call 
And uh, what was the the PDA phones? Maybe had the the you know the little stylus or whatever. I'm trying to think the Blackberries yeah. back then. So I mean, and you really couldn't. I don't even think we could surf the net back then. It was really no. just like, texting or whatever. Not so you on can your only phone, imagine. No. So you fast forward now, and he's still a young kid. You know, you, you have to think about how old you were back then. And and yes, your age has consequences in terms of what you do. And there's all little different things in terms of how you're raised, where you're from, and everything else. It doesn't. That doesn't make an excuse for you to behave badly or, or, you know, put harm in anything. And we, me and you, have. We talked about Tony before he got the deal, and we've always raved about his. his you know, obviously last season too, um, the the quality of the player that he is on ice in terms of his development and what he can bring to this team. And I think we can talk about this later too. You know, what is this team? How is this team going to replace this guy? You know, is he replaceable as far as on the ice? But just to, you know, when you're talking about the political thing there, I just wanted to throw that in there. You know, everybody who's either older than 25 and any of you guys, gals in your 20s right now, you know, pull back, live life. I just don't even, can't even imagine being that focused on, on politics at that age. No, when I was that age, I was out in Fire Island partying all the go. time. You know, granted, yeah, there were, were different teams. I mean, uh, not I, teams, different times. It no, is a different it, was, time. it absolutely was. It was a different time. And, you know, I didn't care who was president. I didn't care what he was saying. I just wanted to go out and have a good time. And most of the time you wouldn't know anyway, because like I said, there was no social media. It's really. Well, and there was also no and not to turn this into a whole political conversation, but there was also no, you know, real 24 hour news stations that everybody was glued to. Yeah. You know, all the time. So it just, again, different time where you, you weren't. You didn't have CNN on all the time or Fox News and that kind of thing. And you were more upset look, if that you, MTV was not playing videos anymore, music videos. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, I wanted to know what was going on on the uh, real world road rules challenge, you know, not, you know, exactly. what what was going on at the uh, Capitol. So, you know, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think a lot of people his age uh, are at this point caught up in, in the whole political scene and what's going on and not even his age i think just everybody in this country has gotten sort of political politically crazy um but that's only one aspect of what sort of went on here and i think it just what he was doing and again i I think politics aside he was still fighting with agitating ranger fans you know and then it got to the point of where you know, he said some things maybe regarding COVID or whatever ridiculousness he had said. And it ultimately ended up with him leaving Twitter and going, wanted to go on some conservative social media site. And, and the Ranger, I guess, organization had a conversation with him. And so that's to me, again, he had all these chances in juniors. He still got drafted. He went to a couple of teams. So now, you know, that's strike one. And so now I'm sure the Rangers organization said, look, we need you to grow up a little bit. You're one of our veteran players now. We got a, a lot of young guys coming in. We just gave you, know, you a need, load of money. We just gave you this money. We need you to set a good example. So how does he go out and set a good example? In the first game of the season, gets a penalty, slams the penalty box while yelling at the referee, misconduct. Strike two. So they told him to smarten up, grow up, whatever they told him, and and that's his response, which 
pretty much seems like par for the course with the guy, again, over his career and in juniors. And so, you know, the Rangers had the press conference the other day on this whole thing, and Gordon said, we told him, you have one strike left. You have one strike left. You have these two incidents that just happened recently. You're not listening. So it's three strikes and you're out. And again, and you, we go and back. You haven't to, even brought up the, the, you know, at that time leading up to that was all the, the nonsense that was going on with his account and everything getting shut down. Well, with, with the social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you have all that happening, which, you know, the Rangers, no, the Rangers talked to him about that. That was, you know, towards he he didn't even have his account anymore during all this. And then. So you go back to the Pittsburgh game and if you you saw what happened, obviously, Gergiev, your buddy, Gergiev, who I'm faulting for this whole thing, if he would have just made that save. <laughs> In overtime. I think the Rangers are, so, too. Uh, the other you kid's going to get a start here. Actually, actually, if you really want to blame somebody, blame Quinn, because uh, Sesterkin probably should have been playing in the game because he had a great game in Buffalo. But anyway, so, you know, they had apparently they had some miscommunication behind the net that ultimately led to the Crosby goal, and, and the Penguins win. So now, D'Angelo, this guy who's been told three strikes and you're out, you're on your last strike. After the game, the report is he starts chirping his own goaltender. Paulie chirping his own goaltender. That's your job. After an overtime loss. Yeah, don't do that. I'm sorry. I played ice hockey goalie. I played lacrosse goalie at division one level no one ever said anything to me and i let up some goddamn awful goals <laughs> in the course of my career i believe i've heard that yes yeah they may have said things behind my back and that's fine but they never chirped me in front of my face because the last thing you ever want to do is have your goalie losing confidence or whatever it is so this guy this is your last chance chirps his goalie and then gets into a fist fight with him. And I know Gergiev threw the first punch. And he should have. When your own teammate is chirping you after the game, you're allowed to go after him and give him a block of sandwich. And, you know, at that point, the Rangers have no choice but to get rid of him. When, when your GM says you are on, this is your last chance, one more screw up and you're gone. And literally like a week later, he's chirping and getting into a fist fight with his own goalie. You have no choice but to move on. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, you sit back and, you know, once, once the dust settled, and then Gordon and JD come out, and then you know there were follow up. Um, there was follow up commentary and some more, you know, journalistic digging in to get the facts in terms of you know all the different parameters that came down to ultimately them putting him on waivers, and then ultimately saying he's no longer going to be a New York Ranger. He's not playing here, and they're going to whatever it is if they, if, you know, 
if nobody picks him up, you know, they're going to they're gonna pay him, and that's it. You know, Tony D could actually go home right now and sit on the couch in the next couple of years and make a lot of money. And, you know, the Rangers are willing to do that right now because they just feel he's just not a good element to have on this team. So, you know, for an organization like that, and we joke they have more money than, than anything else, and it's really not a big deal. But it's a pretty substantial contract for – and you, you take all the, the nonsense – Away from this, he's got so much potential. He's, he's shown how talented he is. It's it's unfortunate. Look, he's not the only NHL player to ever not have, you know, a good head on his shoulders and can't put the two together. You know, I don't know what it's like, you know, the pressure, you know, and, and everybody comes from different backgrounds. And, again, I'm not making excuses for these kids, but this is the situation we're in. So the organization gives this kid his off-ice antics, they kind of curb that as much as they possibly can. They're working on him and his attitude as far as being on the team, and then it leads up to, you know, everything you just said that's been reported. And, yes, it's just that's not – it can't be it can't be accepted as far as, you know, dissing on a teammate and, uh, and causing trouble in the locker room. Because ultimately, yes, with the chaos that we were talking about as far as the fundamentals of the, the game that these guys are having problems with, the special teams – Certain guys not coming, you know, haven't stepped up yet. All these other things that we were waiting to happen, the the one goal losses, all the all the just the general game problems they were having. This is just now an issue. And again, it it obviously multiple strikes. They gave him the chance. They signed them in the off season, right? And I'm sh- you'd have to imagine those were the, when they had the meetings. You could just picture them, now, Tony. You promise, right? <laughs> you're gonna you're well, gonna be our, you're gonna you're gonna do the right thing here, Bias, because we're about to give you a lot of money and you're playing for the New York Rangers and you know, the future looks really good here. This is a super opportunity for you financially, as far as you know, and then and the team that you're on and the potential this team has to maybe one day become a champion and gain a ton of experience regardless on the ride. So and, you, and you sit little, back it, go ahead. I just want to finish, KD. Come I on, know the worst. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm. I know I can go on a little bit. I'm going to work real hard on not going long. So all I'm trying to say is, with all that involved, you know, Tony lets them down one way or the other, and or the Rangers just, you know, just had enough, and this is the situation that we get into now. And and he's gone, and now the team moves forward, and Tony D will move forward, and that's just how it is. So it's 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 a, it's, it's unfortunate. And we'll talk a little bit about how this team is going to, you know, work around it. But, you know, I give the organization credit. What I was hopefully getting to is I give the organization credit to, you know, coming out front, saying what the heck it is, and having the the balls to basically say, you're not here anymore. You got to move on. Yeah, I, I, that, and I agree with that. It, it, the organization, you, you definitely give them credit for standing by what they said to the guy because there's plenty of organizations. That are say, that will continue to say that by the next time, and then the next time happens. But the next time, you know, I, I think what also made it easier for the Rangers to do it as well is that Tony been struggling. You know, it, the struggles that he had in the bubble sort of carried over to this year as well. So he wasn't playing well either. So I wonder if he came if he was playing like he did during the regular season last year. I wonder if. If it would have had a different outcome, you know, I doubt it. I think with JD in there, you sort of you have sort of adults, you know, running things. So uh, I guess it would probably end up the same. But I do think it it makes it a little bit easier for him that he was struggling on the ice as well. 
Um, you know, and when you talk about them giving him, him the contract, you do wonder if they did only give him the two year contract because they were worried that that something like this could potentially happen. Um, and then they'd be stuck with him for, you know, five years or, or whatever it is um, that they gave him. But, you know, and another thing that Gordon had mentioned in his in the press conference, um, you know, was that he could one of the things that sort of got him real angry and what, you know, may have set him off or uh, turned him into a little bit of a locker room issue or is that he couldn't get over the fact that they healthy scratched him the second game after that misconduct penalty. So that leads me to believe KD so, that this, team you know, might, again, I might, think that just goes, he might not be Quinn's type of player. I think this was maybe another direction. This was going to happen one way or the other too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just didn't like the fact that, you know, I don't know. People get healthy scratch sometimes, you know, you do something stupid. You look yourself in the mirror, be like, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, I'll sit here and, and uh, I got to take my medicine. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, Gordon mentioned he couldn't get over it. It's like, let's get over it. You know, you're going to get back in the lineup. You're a big part of this team. And, you know, it's just, uh, again, it, it's frustrating. It, it angers me um, that it that this player who who, you know, you looked at last year and he's putting up you know, all these points and he's a big part of what was going on and the run that they were, you were hoping they were going to make is now not here because of, you know, maturity issues and, and stupidity on his end. And, uh, again, it's just, it, it, it angers me. It's, it's, uh, you know, I don't even know if it's sad. It's just, it, it just makes me mad. And, and amazingly enough, Paulie, that wasn't even the craziest part. <laughs> No, it wasn't, KD. No, it wasn't. Because as soon as the, you know, rumors started getting out there of the fight with Yergiev and D'Angelo, you know, suddenly everybody on Twitter had a source. And, you know, Kreider got into a fight and he laid out D'Angelo and it was Truba who jumped in. And, you know, and, and most of the people who had these sources that were, um, you know, discussing, you know, people laying out D'Angelo were, were people who usually um, are at odds with D'Angelo on Twitter and do not like the fact that uh, he was a Trump supporter. So, you know, you sort of look at the backgrounds of the, a lot of the people who had quote unquote sources and what went on you know, with in the immediate aftermath of the fight, you know, and and so that initially is where the craziness of Twitter and social media began, that this is what happened. People were looking at pictures of Kreider's hands during the press conference and did they have bruises on them? And, you know, it really got into just a fever pitch of insanity. And then it got taken up another level, Paulie. As, another level? Yeah, if you could <laughs> believe it. As as we mentioned before, a, a New York Rangers blog who, who employs a writer who used to write for my old blog, the New York Rangers blog, Mr. Adam Herman, who I actually like. I like Adam. He's a good guy. 
um, came out with a story that the organization had had been having concerns about D'Angelo's treatment of Condre Miller because of numerous events or abuses that they heard of or whatever it was. And one of those included D'Angelo stealing his first goal puck. And there is video of D'Angelo after... Keandre scored of him grabbing the puck, which veterans or other players do all the time to make sure that it's taken before the ref grabs it and switches it out or whatever it is. You see it in baseball, first hit, first home run, whatever it is. So, but what Adam was reporting was that, you know, this after the game, for whatever reason, and I don't know how D'Angelo would have done it in the course of the game, Stole, had the puck. I don't know. He stuck it in his uh, sock or a skate or something and, you know, played the joke, I guess, a little bit longer. Um, and, and that, you know, it riled or, you know, had some of the team not happy with the way he was acting towards Miller. So now you have. D'Angelo, who has this checkered past, which included racist comments, who's a Trump supporter, who half the country believes is racist. Um, So now the liberal part of Rangers Twitter and hockey Twitter loses their minds and see D'Angelo is a big racist and blah, blah, blah. And it turns into insanity from this one blog post of un which is citing unnamed sources. So that's that's a big uh that's a big matzo that's out there is as, as uh, Jerry Seinfeld likes to say. And as soon as that story hits and gets insane, you know, and and all parts of the sort of Twitter verse is is commenting on it, you know, you start getting drips and drabs from real beat reporters and hockey reporters that Keandre Miller's agent is saying, well, that never happened. The puck went right to the trainers who put the tape on it, right? Keandre's first goal. And they're currently framing it. And other, other beat writers are saying, I've never heard of any rift between Keandre and D'Angelo and now it's become this whole, again, Twitter insanity where you have the people who are on Herman's side saying that the beat writers are covering up for D'Angelo and they're covering up for the Rangers and it's this whole thing. And, and you know, it really turned and Paulie, you know, you could speak to it as well. It really turned into just a crazy crazy scene chaotic you might say there that is the perfect <laughs> way to describe it i mean what were your thoughts when you saw all of this sort of the timeline of this and and it taking place well the first thing i thought of is, is actually me and you why we stopped doing this a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> and and you know just just, just, you know, it's like you sit back. It's like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, uh, What About Bob? And the old couple is in the 
in the boat on the lake and his house goes on fire, you know, because all the chaos that's going on in uh, Richard Dreyfuss, the character's life. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, you see it, you see it too often today. Look, I, I'll, I'll just say something here, and this goes back to when we talked about Tony D in the past. And, and we, me and you have always focused on the team and the players. And that's what we do here at Go Rangers Radio. And we'll talk storylines, and we'll talk about, you know, coaches' decisions, game plans, and everything else. And that's part of the reason that me and you got back together to do this. And also, like I said, we're doing this once a week. Obviously, we're providing commentary during the week and, and as far as our show and Twitter and, and, and everything else in terms of storylines and everything else that goes on. You know, seeing, seeing this thing go down this path is unfortunate. And, you know, especially if it's, if it's not true sourced, if it's not real stuff and you're just, you know, throwing stuff out there that, to, well, to cause problems, I mean, it's unfortunate to see. So my you asked me what I thought about this whole thing. Like I said, I thought, like, I, I'm not I, – I couldn't imagine being that vested into a story like that unless it was absolutely 1,000% true. And the other thing I want to say, too, is, like I said, we've talked about Tony D here, too. We've kind of focused on him as a player. What these guys do, what they believe in, what they what their hobbies are, whatever the heck they do off ice is their business. And, you know, a guy like me who's honestly just a Ranger fan, my opinion of him on Twitter, or if I was to post something on a – on a WordPress document and put it up somewhere really doesn't mean anything as far as Tony D's life, Tony D's, you know, how he carries himself and everything else and whatever the political environment is away from the game. So I sat back and said, it's unfortunate this is happening. And like I said, we've been in the business long enough. You know, I've hosted many shows, I've, uh, you know, with multiple personalities and, and guys that are in the game. And those are the guys, you know, as far as, you know, guys that are in the locker room, Guys that, you know, uh, work for the team, work for the networks and stuff like that. Those are the guys that are closest to the story. And those are the guys that you really kind of got to believe in. And those are the guys you got to kind of follow as far as, you know, where these things go. And you got to sit back and you got to breathe. And to be honest with you, KD, you know, with the political environment that's going on here in the last four years, I think a lot of people, too, whatever side you're on, you know, you got to step back and wait for all the facts to come out first before you kind of jump all over something. You know, it's unfortunate about the, you know... And there's a documentary on Tony D when he came out and his his past and his dad and their upbringing and all this other stuff and and unfortunately that's just kind of carried where he, where he's where he's gone and then yes it collides with what you said Ranger fans on this side Ranger fans on that side and like I said as far as the politics and everything else it's just unfortunate that it kind of all all mixed in there and I get it guys want to cover it guys want to stir shit you know they want to poke stuff out there for whatever the heck the reason is. You know, the chance you take is, though, it's like I said, when the people who are inside the locker room, in the team, and granted, they could lie. They might necessarily tell you the truth or whatever. But they came out and they said, this is this is what the deal was. And number two, then there were follow-ups by, you know, guys who are in the industry who have direct connections to it. And, you know, those are where you kind of have to go through. And the only thing I'm going to say here, too, is, especially with Tony, the rest of the lineup, he's the only guy that I know personally about doing anything as being popular on social media, right? And the only other guy before that to me on this part of this franchise on, on, on Twitter, and I don't, I don't primarily follow players' accounts. I really don't. But Hank would be the other guy. 
Because he was bigger than the team. He was just a big part of, uh, you know, New York and everything that he did in terms of, um, you know, fundraisers and community and, and all that other stuff. And he would just, you know, he was obviously into entertainment and music and stuff. So he's a fun kind of guy to kind of follow. Tony has been the only guy on social media that I know of on this roster the last couple of years that's drawn attention away from the team to himself. And I'll circle back to J.D. and Gordon. Nobody's above the name on the, on the jersey. Nobody's above the organization. And I think this is starting to get, become more about him. And then, you know, what happens in the locker room just can't happen. And as far as this whole thing with the bloggers and, and the stories and, and the, you know, to me, it, it's just a mess. I would just say, look, I'm an older guy. I've been doing this a long time. And you you got to be careful what you're going to do and what you're going to say. Well, because yeah, and- there are trolls. It's 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 at a, a, an all time high as far as you know, um, you know how people were perceived. You know the way you say something, and it's like if you cry wolf or shout fire in a in a, in a movie theater, you better be ready for you know the repercussions of that if if it ain't true. Yeah, and and what I'll say about this is, like I said, I I know Adam, I had him writing on my blog and and I'll, what I'll say is this he probably has legitimate sources whether it's he worked at MSG network for Valakat so i could see that he actually does have sources that might that may have passed along some information to him regarding, you know, Tony D'Angelo and maybe him in the locker room and, and certain things that he may or may not do. What I don't like, and if you've seen Adam's social media stuff, he is one of the guys who have gone after D'Angelo and not a fan of D'Angelo. So, you know, he has a bit of a, yeah, a hatred towards the guy. And, and what I don't like and what, is likely what happened here because you're seeing all the denials that there was any problem with the relationship. Actually, there were reports that Keandre broke up the fight between D'Angelo and Gyrgyz. Then later that night texted D'Angelo to make sure the two of them were okay. So, and, and Keandre has said that, that D'Angelo with someone who had helped him earlier in the year as he's sort of getting acclimated to the NHL. Um, so, you know, I worry that Adam, who has, you know, likely an agenda just based on his Twitter account, is taking, cherry-picking what he had gotten from his sources, is my concern. That maybe, you know, and I could see D'Angelo being a bit of a prankster and maybe his stuff grows a little tired. And this is just speculation on my end. And, and maybe he's a guy who likes to pull pranks on rookies, but I'm assuming he probably does it not only to Condre, Keandre, he probably had, you know, has a little fun with Lafreniere as well. And that's, but that's their business KD. Well, well, that's what I, well, well, that's that's my point, but that's my point. Like if if the report is that D'Angelo you know, likes to have fun in the locker room and sometimes it rubs people the wrong way and probably has a little too much fun, you know, hazing the rookies. That's a big difference 
than implying that him and Miller, that he's only going after Miller, because you're purposely putting that out there for a guy who has this racist past and who, you know, in this sort of liberal area of Rangers Twitter are calling him racist. And you're doing that to sort of double down, you know, on this guy and drag him even further through the mud. Now, everything that you're hearing and all this stuff that D'Angelo is, has done and, you know, I have real questions about him, you know, as a person and that kind of thing. But even with that said, you don't either fabricate this stuff, which is what the Rangers are saying this is, or cherry pick information to push some type of agenda or frame it in a way that's not really what was going on. And that's what really sort of angered me here um, with what he's doing. Because I, I don't necessarily know that he that he fabricated it, like sat at home and said, oh, this is what I'm a story I'm going to make up. But, you know, that that's what bothers me about it, is that just looking at, you know, his background. And if you look at a lot of the people that came to his defense are the same people that are going after D'Angelo on a, on a daily basis as well and have this hatred towards the guy because he supports Donald Trump. So, you know, need to find and, better things to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that goes back to your point earlier with D'Angelo needing to stay away from politics. I think a lot of other people do as well. Um, but look, that that's that's where we are. And, and to me. What is the most surreal part of this is is the actual that a blog could have such influence over a a team that the Rangers, John Davidson, the president of the New York Rangers, had to have a press conference. I mean, they were having it to address you know waving Tony and everything that went on, but opened the press conference having to state that this blog article was a complete fabrication. It, it, it just boggles my mind that it got to that point. Well, I think there's a reason for that, KD. I mean, let's, let's just take one portion of this, right? Of all the stuff that Tony's going through, right? Let's say for argument's sake, because that, if, if that's a racial angle, right? That the and well, I think that that's where okay. he was going with. Yeah, all right. So let's, you know, let's not be I mean, that, again, that's my opinion on all it. All right, but. so if, if that's the racial angle that's coming on here, right? Now, if Tony, because of his history, whatever, but let's say we're three weeks into the season now, right? So let's say for the first two weeks and going into that, and none of that stuff is going on. Like, so Tony's off social media. Maybe Who knows? You, you can't tell me that the organization itself – isn't, you know, meeting with these guys, talking with these guys, making sure there's a healthy environment for everybody in that locker room. So let's say, for argument's sake, a guy like Tony, he's trying to put that part of his past behind him, okay? And then the hockey problems, you know, the way he played, issue with the coaching, his um, demeanor in terms of, you know, uh, um, you know, how he's acting, and then ultimately leading to that incident with Georgiev, Say that's just all normal, regular stuff. Young kid, loses it, can't keep his act together. So the team has to just handle that. 
if that's just the issue, then this this other angle, you know, especially if, if people are trying to get their second and third chances or trying to go in a, di- a different direction, because unfortunately, if, if that shit ain't true and you create all this, you know, extra garbage on top of it that, like I said, isn't true, you know, ultimately, that that's not fair to to Tony or anybody else, and it's certainly not fair to to Cam because let's say they did have a, they don't do have a good relationship, and there wasn't any of that shit, and I think that's why JD's got to come out because I have I have a feeling that that's why they came out. Like, there's none of that shit going on. Oh, here. they had to, they had to. I'm not blaming the Rangers for doing it. They had to. No, I, I'm not I saying that you are. I'm saying yeah. I think that's you. You're saying here's a Rangers organization. The first thing they come out and say is about this blog. Because I think, you know, that's something they want to say right off the bat. That's not the issue here. That wasn't what's going on. Maybe to the point of even defending Tony D'Angelo. Because, like I said, they're going to trade him. They're keeping to his contract. They're going to take care of this guy off the ice right now. And they've already said they're going to do their best to, to move Tony on so he can move on with his NHL career. So there's two there's two things here going on. It's the, the issue of Tony D'Angelo, the hockey player that that the Rangers don't want in this organization for probably maybe these particular reasons. And I think what they were trying to say at the press conference the other day too is it's not for this reason. You may think it, you may assume it, it may be been reported by a blog or somebody else in some other news outlet. That's not the issue here because we as an organization don't allow that shit to happen here. So we got to call out what's right and we got to call out what's wrong. And I think that was the difficult part of it and why JD had to come out because they must have been like, it's bad enough they got a problem with a a phenomenally talented player on the ice who obviously is just not going to fit into this organization for the future. That's one issue and that's probably just something tough that they had to deal with um, from an administration level and a team level, chemistry key key figure on this team was inclu- was hoping to be a key part of this organization and that's bad enough and then you got to see all this other stuff and saying hold on a second that's bullshit that didn't happen and I think that's why JD came out front not necessarily to, to give anybody any kind of credit or anything but unfortunately in these days you have to kind of to do this a little bit and again I commend them for doing that too and I'm sure they hated to bring that up but you talked about it too, because he had, you know, he has his sources. He has a relationship with people in the organization. I'm sure those people he had a, a relationship with you, and I, I don't know. I'm I'm just speculating here, but they probably all were like, "What are you doing, man?" You know, especially yeah. if, it ain't, if it ain't true. And for from all what we're hearing right now, it wasn't true. Well, and what's what's even crazier is you still have a section of of Ranger fans who actually believe JD was lying. You have them saying they're covering stuff up. They're lying because of the reasons that, that you're saying. They, they're they coming out now and saying, well, J.D. is lying about it because they are trying to trade him. That this that he, you know, does really have issues with Keandre because he is a racist. And, you know, the Rangers just don't, you know, they think it's a bad PR hit if he is and they're, they're covering it up. I mean, this is, I mean, this is where, you know, you know, you don't want to get too deep with it, but this is just where we are as a society. I mean, you're not believing anybody. Everything's a cover up, you know, and, you know, sources 
unnamed sources are more reliable than John Davidson. I mean, where are we at? You know, what what type of bizarro world are we living in right now? Well, here's probably another reason why it probably wasn't true. This whole angle from the blog, right? Is because a guy like McKenzie uh, was stating today in the last 24 hours that, you know, because he, he cleared waivers, right? Yes. So everybody originally, you know, right off the bat is, is saying, all right, well, nobody wants this guy. And, and, and that's, the, like I said, wrong is wrong, right is right, truth is truth, right? Because, you know... If Tony doesn't work out here, and if, if he wasn't if he wasn't being that bad, you know, evil, racist kind of person in the locker room, then that needs to be cleared up because, you know, like I said, you can have a past when you were younger, and, and like I said, hopefully he's, he's changing his life. And again, I'm not that invested into the guy to be really worried about it too much. But like I said, the reports are now saying that now there's a lot of interest in this kid, okay? And I think that changed in 24 to 48 hours – because, of course, I'm sure these other organizations called up about him and they said, hey, what's the story about this? How, you know, as far as, you know, um, you know, how Tony is with, you know, whether it's Cam or anybody else in the organization as far as, um, you know, him being a problem in that regards. And I'm sure the Rangers probably told him, no, that's, that's not what it is. What may have happened in the past happened in the past. But now that he's going to land on a team, you know, he's going to play. And he's going to well, come back I, you know, here. I he's going to probably play very if, well against us. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, Paul. I mean, because if you look at the like the financial aspect of it, you know, you're seeing a lot of people who are saying, "Well, the Rangers, if they make a trade, they're going to have to get rid of him. They're going to have to take back a bigger salary, like a big salary. They're going to have to eat a salary or." You know, then they're going to have to take a problem back from a team who wants them. Uh, To be honest, the Rangers have a much better option than to take on a bad contract to get rid of D'Angelo, who, like you said, most likely will go somewhere and be a very productive player on the ice. And, you know, when you're a productive player on the ice or the field, you know, some of that other extracurricular activity, the team sort of are okay with if you're producing you know, on the ice. So, you know, the Rangers, if you look at, if you look at the buyout that they could take advantage of with Tony, so basically they could put him on the taxi squad because he cleared waivers. He won't be a cap hit for the rest of the year because there's no cap hit for anybody who's on the taxi squad. And then at the end of the year, because he's a 25 or younger player, the buyout for the next two years, this, uh, this year or, I'm sorry if it's this year, it's $350,000 for next year. I'm sorry. Would be only $350,000 cap hit. And then the year afterward, it's only $850,000. So if they were to buy him out, they only have to pay, you know, $1.2 million over the course of the next two years. And you don't have them on the cap this year because you have them on the taxi squad. So, you know, to say that you're definitely going to trade him for a bad contract, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I was, what I was saying was. No, no, I just meant as far as a trade. Like, no, it, I, I, that, what that I'm saying is, is there's interest in him. So all hmm. that stuff you said, the Rangers, like I said, they, they could do all that stuff and take yes. care of that. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, is now in the first 24 to 48 hours, everybody's saying nobody's going to take this guy. 
Yes. And now it's changed. They're, they're, McKenzie's reporting that there are multiple teams interested in him. So what I'm trying to say is, is that I'm sure those conversations are coming up with other GMs. Yeah. Tony's talented. If he's having problems on the Quinn's um, system, okay, we'll give him a shot over here. But we want to make sure that all that other crap that's causing all the trouble making sure that, that that's been handled already. And that that's and, where I'm saying maybe Gordon and J.D. are turning around saying, yes, it's only hockey stuff. It's, it's He's just not working out here in the system. Everything else that you heard, quote-unquote the blog report, that's <laughs> BS. That's and I think I another, and another reason why I think teams may not have claimed him, and again, not necessarily because of the blog report, or the other issues going on, including getting into an actual fist fight with a teammate, which, to be honest, that happens a lot. You know, like you see that all the time in lots of sports where teammates get into fights with each other. That's not that unique of a situation. I not think at that all. The, the, the biggest issue, unfortunately, for Tony is that he does have a pass passed and this was his third strike and he's out. So that that's where, you know, he's gone. It's not necessarily got into this one fight. But I, I think just to go back to the waivers, I think a lot of teams are like, well, why am I going to pick him up on waivers and pay his full salary? Maybe if he clears and the Rangers are desperate to move him, I could get him at a discount. Yeah. Um, you know, where the Rangers are like, all right, we'll eat half his salary. You know, give us a draft pick. You know, and and so I think that more than, you know, what they're hearing, you know, on social media and on this blog is what led to him getting through waivers is that, you know, in this covid. Economy for these teams where they're all up against the cap and they're all worried about their finances, you know, I think it's a smart financial move for them to not pick him up on the waiver wire and see if they can get him on the cheap um, in a trade. So, yeah, I agree, you know, with you on that. Um, I think teams have definitely done their homework and the Rangers have have said this stuff is, like you said, complete, uh, a complete fabrication, uh, completely uh, um, not true, doesn't have a problem in the locker room. And, and you heard that he didn't have a problem in the locker room from like every corner of you know the ranger beats whether you know lagreca and brooksy and carpinalo and and all these guys you know so you know i'm gonna take their word you know ahead of and again i know adam but i'm gonna take it ahead of his and his unnamed sources i mean you know um i'm just gonna do that so and and the unfortunate thing is this and the crazy thing is this you know whatever motive uh, motivations that adam had for it whether it was just to put Tony in a bad light or, uh, you know, he felt in some sort of weird way he was helping Keandre out, it ironically ends up being the actual reverse because now that it comes out that it's a fabrication, D'Angelo is getting sympathies on it. You know, people are siding with him on it. And which is, which is fair, you, obviously, if it's not true. Well, absolutely. And now... You're dragging Keandre Miller into something he has nothing to do with. And instead of just focusing on continuing to be an awesome hockey player, he has to now deal with this. 
Well, look, I wouldn't worry too much about Cam. Um, he's obviously no. dealt with this multiple times, unfortunately, in his life. I'm um, sure. That kid's a superstar. He's yes. going to be awesome. So yes. Cam's going to be fine. I, I get it. You know, everybody's looking out for him and stuff. But believe me, Cam, Cam knows how to handle this. I'm sure. But that's the thing that's just before. so, you know, ironic and sad about the whole thing is it it blows up in your face when you do that. Trust me, you don't need to put out fabrications about D'Angelo to make him look bad. He is most likely and has already done enough stuff to himself to make him look bad. So, you know, the whole agenda just just sort of blows up in your face. But um, anyway, that's that. I, obviously, we wanted to touch on it. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Um, I think I've had enough of it. Um, I'm sure you have. I'm sure all Ranger fans have. But, you know, unfortunately, it was a big part of what's gone on the last couple of days. And we figured we had a we had a touch on it um, and, and discuss it. And, and it really does. It sort of overshadows, as I mentioned in the beginning, that the Rangers, in my opinion, seem to be maybe turning things around a little bit here. Um, again, five out of six points. Uh, since our last show in which Paulie was saying, you know, things were, were falling apart and fire Quinn and whatever else he was saying last what? week. I didn't say that, <laughs> man. You don't even listen to but, our own shows. That's but, horrible. But, I can't but believe as, you. Here you are. Look, you, what, are you, what are you writing for a blog? Spewing lies? <laughs> what are you doing, but, man? But as I alluded to last week, everything sort of falls in place once you start winning. And the only reason they weren't winning was those veterans – Weren't getting it done. And guess what? They all, they all, except for Zabinijad, and we can get to him in a second, um, are getting it done. And our goaltending, except for Yergiev, um, is getting it done. So I think if we can continue to get the scoring from the veterans and our young guys who have continued to play well all year, our goaltending gets back to what we saw last year, which Shesterkin seems to be on his way towards. Gyrgyev's got to figure things out here um, a little bit. And I'm not just saying that to poke fun of you, Paul. He's got to be better. He hasn't been good so far this year. Um, but, you know, Quinn is now, looks like he's going to ride Shesterkin here, which he should. Uh, his last two games have been real solid. I got a question for you real quick. Go ahead. Did Shesty shut the Islanders out yet this year? What, what what was the stat that I gave you? There was literally zero high danger shots in that game, and that the two of us could have had a shoot out, a shot out in that game. So yeah, yeah, I'm not giving him any type of uh, praise for that shutout. Um, so you know, I I I assume it's only a matter of time before Zabinijad turns it around as well, um, because. You know, I don't know if it's COVID related or, you know, obviously he got injured in the one game where he crashed into the boards. So I don't know if that's impacting him. But, you know, the last Katie, couple I have, games, I have, he's... I have a thought here on Zabinijad. Okay? Go ahead. And I got nothing against his long hair. I've had long hair myself <laughs> many years. As you know, I'm a rocker. But it might have something to do with some grooming. And oh, speaking boy. of grooming. Here we go. <laughs> It's time to bring up our Go Rangers radio sponsors. And that is Manscaped, KD. Support for our show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming. And Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, KD. Okay? Uh, you know, anybody out there, guys, like I said, and we talked about it here on the show, 
You want to be uh, taking care of yourself. You want to be groomed below the waist. Not so much, you know, like I said, I don't necessarily have a problem with uh, Mika's hair and stuff like that. But he might need to tie it back or clean it up a little bit. And that's where Manscaped comes in when you want to clean up downstairs, you know, below the belt. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's called the Manscaped, uh, you know, Lawnmower 3.0. It's uh, been perfected by their engineering uh, team. It's the greatest ball trimmer ever created, KD. And me and you know this because we have a pair. We just don't do it together. But we both have our own set here <laughs> to take care of. Listen to me, pair, set, it's all working in here. Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. You don't want to have any of those when you're doing this. When I tell you this is premium, I mean it is premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Oh, man, if you're in there for 90 minutes, man, I hope uh, you have some long records you can listen to in the morning, something like that. Uh, it's got waterproof technology, obviously, which allows you to groom in the shower, as so mentioned. One of the coolest features, KD, is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more pre- precise trimming. Another great feature about that, KD, is if the lights or the power ever go out in the house, just grab your manscaper, a lawnmower, and it's got a light on there, and it'll, it'll help you and the family escape the house, okay? Uh, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, no pun intended. And let's not forget about the charging stand, KD. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient is a convenient charging dock powered by USB technology. Mine is on the uh, fireplace mantle in the living room. Um, yeah, I had know, a I had a dinner party the other day. Great <laughs> conversation piece. It was it was nice. I I pulled out. You know, I was telling them about the manscape. You didn't give a display. And, you didn't give a demonstration though, right? Oh no, I did. I you know I sh- I didn't give them a demonstration, but I showed them you know the the results of <laughs> of you know my last trim job. So it, it got the party off to a a flying uh, dinner party off to a flying start. So you know definitely. Definitely a, uh, a a party starter, um, the manscaped. Sorry. No Sorry, go ahead. So for everybody uh, out, so for everybody out there listening to us now, we want you all to experience this firsthand for yourself. Okay, so let's all get that bush to tush clean, and you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping if you go to manscaped.com and use the codes. KD, I got this updated for us. Not only go Rangers, but go Rangers go. Either of those codes at manscaped.com, and you get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. So from me and KD and everybody at Manscaped, we want your testies to be their te- their besties, okay? Once again, Oh, 20% you blew off. it. You blew the tagline at the end. <sighs> well, I can edit this, right? I know we're live, but <laughs> I can edit this, all right? Make your testies their besties. Once again, 20% off free shipping with the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO at manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the codes Go Rangers or Go Rangers Go. And that's from our buddies, our sponsors over at Manscaped. Okay? So make sure you guys head on over there and clean yourself up down here. And uh, maybe maybe Mika's got to do that too. Maybe he's just got to trim it back or put a ponytail. Maybe the, the hair's just getting a little long. It's the longest I think it's ever been uh, since he's been a Ranger, KD. And uh, maybe uh, that'll that'll be something maybe something's gotta, somebody's got to investigate. Maybe them ask Mika that after a, a game about his hair. Maybe that's what's causing the problem. One last sponsor we want to talk, last but not least, and that's Hewlett House of Tires in Hewlett right here in the South Sheeran Nassau County for all Long Island listeners. Um, we got a special offer for you guys. Go to um, HewlettHouseOfTires.com or call them at 
593-2200 to set up an appointment. You get free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the podcast, Go Rangers Go, Katie and Paulie over here, Go Rangers. And once again, you get free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. HewlettHouseTires.com, 516-593-2200, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, New York. And there you go, buddy. A little sponsorship spot here on Go Rangers Radio. Now, you were saying how good Georgiev looks despite the struggles he's had. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, he looks good and goal. Like his pad setup is nice, yeah, but you know, nice. once he starts getting some shots headed his way, it's uh, you know, not as good. He can't see because yeah, Mika's hair gets in his way. <laughs> I actually, to be honest, I do. Again, they, they're starting to play a little bit better. That the I didn't have a problem as I mentioned last week. I I thought that they were playing well. Um, they just weren't scoring. They were out shooting opponents. I thought they were out playing opponents. They just weren't finishing. Their their shooting percentage was very low. Their save percentage was very low. Um, and it's all sort of coming back up to you know their average or what their average should be. And and now you're seeing them starting to win games, pile up some points this week, and they're doing it without. You know, who a guy who is their best player early on in the season in Heedle. So that makes it even that much more impressive. Um, They've definitely hit a little bit of the injury bug here. You see Blackwell went down. Brendan Smith went down. He had that. He was out on the ice. I mean, he had that huge hit and it looked like his face went into the into the Penguin players shoulder pads and he was out on the ice for a couple of seconds there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, our guy, Jack Johnson drink, he's been out, thankfully, um, you know, hopefully he takes a, a while coming back from injury here. Um, and so the Rangers have a little bit of a, of he's a skeleton take Tony D's place, buddy. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, with, I mean, you're looking at you. So Smith is out. Obviously D'Angelo is gone. Uh, Johnson is now out. We, we had to bring in potato. You know, Long Island guy. We got two Long Island guys on defense now, which which has me pretty fired how'd up. How do you think? I thought think, I thought they the the two new guys, Matteo and uh, the other kid, they played really well. Yeah, I I thought that uh, defensively the the Rangers looked very very good. I mean, they only gave up uh, one goal, so you know I, what can you argue with? Again, Shesterkin, you know, was was real good as well, but. You know, I, I thought the defense limited the damage and limited the the, the tough shots against uh, against an always dangerous Penguins team. But I, I like what uh, Potato was uh, was showing out there, and um, I guess you're going to see of ice time. What's that? He had almost 15 minutes of ice time. Which is yeah, good. I thought I thought he put I thought he had a solid game, and uh, with with the other guys being out and D'Angelo being gone, you're going to see Hayek. Uh, back in the lineup tomorrow against the Capitals. So be interesting to see, uh, you know, how he plays after coming off a tough year, a tough rookie year and, and see if he learned anything in the experiences last year. Help him uh, now. You know, I'm definitely more interested to see what Hayek is going to bring than, you know, Jack Johnson out there. There was no future with the team. And even Brendan Smith, who, you know, look, I, I like what he's brought. I, I think he struggled. Um, in the prior game against the Penguins, he didn't have a, a a really good game in that in that overtime loss. So you know, I think it was time to to bring Hayek in and 
and see what he could do as well. And again, with the forwards, you know, you lose Heedle and you lose Blackwell and, and Blackwell was playing really well. He had that sweet setup on Lafreniere's um, overtime goal in, in Buffalo, and and he was putting up points. Uh, he looked like a, a nice find for the Rangers organization, bringing him in here. And I really do think when he is healthy, getting him on that fourth line, him Rooney, and Rooney's been fantastic yeah, as well. Good. Yeah, yeah, two goals. He had. Paulie, how about that play from Keandre on the Rooney goal on the two on O on the shorthanded goal where Rooney passes it to him? He does Keandre does the fake shot to get the goaltender to go down and commit coming across, and he does the little tap pass right back to Rooney for the empty netter. I mean, are you kidding me? That's like a a, a move like a ten year veteran makes. This kid he's is out probably there. Probably going to be with us for 10 years. That's how good he's looking. I, it, I could not believe he pulled that off. To have that, a rookie who's got, you know, probably worrying about 101 things out on the ice, you know, everything else going on as a rookie. And he has it in him, the skill level in him, and the talent in him to do a little fake of a shot to get the goalie to commit and then and then just got, glide that pass right back to Rooney was just absolutely phenomenal. Thing of beauty, just absolutely loved it. So, you know, high marks to Keandre there. But to go back to the fourth line, so now you have Blackwell, Rooney, and Lemieux. I mean, that is, that is a top-level fourth line that can score and they can grind. So now the question is this. When Heedle comes back, Blackwell is back, is Howden the odd man out? And I think he probably should be. Because where, who are you putting him in for? And I know he, of all the young, young players, has absolutely had the longest leash from Quinn. And at this point, with the way these other guys are playing and the way the lineup is sort of coming together, I just can't see how Quinn can justify keeping Howden in the lineup. But I actually thought he had a good game the other night um, against the Penguins. He got into a little scrap, um, did well on the PK. He uh, he actually was given the Broadway hat um, after the game. So he did have a solid game, but I, I don't think that um he is good he is better or should be playing over blackwell rooney and obviously not hedo when he comes back so i'm interested to see because quinn has not made that move to put howden sort of in the press box for games he's moved them down in the lineup obviously on the fourth line but you know he's he's definitely been hesitant to to sit Howden and he's definitely given him a number of chances, including right now. And again, he was given the Broadway hat and got into a fight, but he's really not putting up points this year. Um, so that to me would is is would be an interesting development once everybody got healthy. Is is what Quinn would do to the lineup once once all these guys are back. And I think that that fourth line really that excites me that Rooney Blackwell and Lemieux, if he puts all of them together, 
I think that would be that would be a fun fourth line. You haven't seen a fourth line like that since you had like you know Dominic Moore and Brian Boyle and you know Dan Carcillo as a fourth line. You know, they, it's been a while since you had a, a fourth line that could put it put up some points, score a goal, um, and still um, not lose anything. Maybe on the defensive end, so. Uh, and and show that sort of physicality out there. So I am excited for that uh, going forward. And I think that helps with the with the rest of the lineup. Obviously, you have your top six in there. Your your you know third line, depending on how certain players are going. But if you can get that Hedo Kako Di Giuseppe line going again, which which had so much uh, promise and potential before Hedo got hurt, and and obviously we know he's in the top six. I, I think that this team. Could go on a bit of a run and maybe maybe make some noise. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, like I said, there's some good points there. I mean, look, what we what I talked about last week with chaos and stuff is consistency, right? So we talked about the goaltending. So look, Shesty's going to hopefully ride these next six, six, seven games. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. You know, the Caps could come in here tomorrow, you know, and, and blow this out of the water. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, they absolutely. Will. Yeah, so, but I don't care. Even if Shesty loses tomorrow night, bring him back, you know, next game. I don't know what's happening with the devil schedule and everything else yet, but um, that's one thing I think what you're talking about with the fourth line is huge because if that line, you know, obviously stays healthy and, and stays intact, then, then, you know, Quinn can just kind of focus at the top. And, you know, like I said, hopefully we can keep these top two lines together and then he can kind of figure out what he's going to do. Obviously, Capo's out of lineup right now. Uh, Laffy only got nine minutes the other night. I want to ask you about that in terms of how you felt with uh, with regards to his ice time. Um, but, you know, defensively, you know, Foxy, Cam, Truba, those guys are all over 20, 22, 23 minutes, you know. So I think he, he's he got his guys as far as, you know, who he's going to use defensively there. Um, and as far as that, you know, additional, um, you know, second uh, pairing, as far as where they're going to go in, in terms of uh, what they're going to run there for the top four guys, you know, Lindgren too, obviously. So there's, you know, those, those four guys back there, Truba, Foxy, um, Cam, and Lindgren, um, you know, those are your solid four right now. Those are the guys that are getting all the ice time. So you, you, you're starting from the net out, right? So keep, keep Shesty in there, your defensive squad. Now with Tony out, you know, like I said, if, if he was an issue in the locker room and he was a problem here because the team really, really played well. As far as I'm concerned, on Monday, with everything that they uh, they went through, as far as the game, um, you know, against the uh, you know the Pens the other night, so um, I thought that was um, really impressive game from them, you know, with everything that happened and stuff. So um, that's that's just a great start. So like I said, so now you get to the fourth line, which you're talking about. It just it's it's less for for Quinn to have to kind of concentrate on that he can get those you know Laffy in there some way and and look, Panarin's been aces, you know. Kreider looks like he's kind of zipping in there a little bit, getting more involved, you know, putting the points in there. Stroman's getting his points. You know, uh, the, the face-off thing was a little bit of a, a, an issue. You know, Howden, too, had the best uh, face-off percentage the other night as well in, in, in addition to, okay. to to how he played, you know. So, um, you know, it, it. hopefully, like I said, we joked about the chaos last week, and there was. And this is what we're hoping for, you know, what was in some of the terms that we were discussing last week in terms of what we would love to see, just some consistency. And I think, like I said, defensively, we he's got his top four. You know who his goaltender is going to be, his starter right now. And you got that fourth line. 
and Blackwell comes back or whatever, and you got a couple guys here that you can, you know, Gautier and Di Giuseppe and all that stuff to fill in there, and Rooney. And like I said, if if Meek is the last one here, has to just get things going, that's all right. I think Bucci's been playing great. He's been steady. And Capo's going to come back here, and, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can just give the Caps a really strong game. Uh, Caps are coming off a loss to the Bruins. Um, hopefully they can they can mix it in there and just just be competitive. I think that's all we want. And getting back to what you know, you've been such a uh, you know that's been your standing point. And, and hopefully what this season's about is, is to grow and build and develop. And yes, they've lost the one goal games. They haven't been able to finish um, issues there, special teams and everything else. But hopefully, you know, you look for a turning point. So the whole Tony D thing. If he had to go, then let's just let it go and let and let Tony go. Hopefully, he just his personal stuff gets straightened out, and he has a good career because he 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 is a talented player. And that's it; he's not with us anymore. And I think yeah, we in a weird, for, gotta let go it go. Ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say in a weird way, sometimes something like this brings a team closer together. Um, you know, after they go through, you know, what they've gone through here in the last week or so, dealing with. Um, D'Angelo and then the blog thing. I, I think maybe a, a team can can become tighter because of it. And, you know, Monday's game, yeah, I agree with you. I was really impressed that they were able to come together and uh, get a win considering, you know, everything that was going around and surrounding the team. Um, that was very impressive. And the best part about it was that they finally came through in the third period. Where, as you mentioned, they've been giving up all these leads and uh, they sort of look like the team of last year where you never thought that they were out of it in the third period, where they always came back in the third period. If you remember last year, they they were coming back like every night in the third period and always made a charge at the end of the game. And you hope, you know, Monday sort of brought back some of those uh, good feelings in the locker room that they're never out of a game. Um, and that they can always come back and, and hopefully that they can, you know, hang on to leads as well going forward. So, you know, even if they lose the Capitals, I've been saying and I last week why why I was saying it wasn't chaos and why I was still real positive about the team is that prior to the it, chaos. It, exactly. <laughs> before the off ice insanity chaos, not the Ranger on oh, ice there was some off on ice stuff. Okay. Well, like, yeah, whatever. Nah, whatever. <laughs> is that I'm more about how is this team playing? Not necessarily wins and losses. How are they playing? So I loved how they played in Buffalo. Um, I loved how they played for the first two periods against Pittsburgh in that 5-4 overtime loss. And then the third period against Pittsburgh the other night, they finally you know, came through in that, in that final period. And, uh, you know, hopefully from that, you know, they're gaining a little confidence, the veterans are scoring, like I mentioned, and, uh, we're going to see, uh, a lot better team going forward. We just got to get healthy too. I think that that's maybe a, a, a tough spot here. You know, I, you mentioned now with the devils going down with all the players getting COVID and what we'll have off on Saturday, man, that gives us a little extra time to heal up get a couple of bodies back in the lineup. Uh, so we're at full health uh, going forward. So um, yeah. I'm still, despite everything that went on, it's, uh, 
It was a little minor distraction, a, a minor blip on the screen. And, uh, you know, once we really get into the games, D'Angelo will be in the rearview mirror. You know, don't really care what happens to that blog. And uh, I'm just worried about more range of wins going forward. Yeah, and looking at the next 11, uh, skipping past this Devil game that's getting postponed. Um, Caps, obviously, Thursday. Icelanders. Now, granted, these the, the Caps, Isles, uh, at home. So then we got two against the Bruins. And then the Flyers at home. So it'll be one, two, three, four, five straight at home. And then we go to Philly. And then we play the Caps two more. And then Philly. And then two more against Boston. <laughs> before we get Oof. to... Uh, Buffalo Oof. Devils. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah. know that, that. That's like a gauntlet coming. That's up. a My brutal goodness. eleven game schedule. Eleven. If they, if they come out of that five hundred, I'd be pumped. Yeah, and well, I think everybody's got to sit back and and buckle up a little bit because of it. I tell you what, I feel a lot better about this team after the game on on Monday. After yeah. they got through the stuff, I'm I'm glad JD and Gordon took care of business. Let's just put it that way. And I think Quinn and Montan and the team took care of business on the ice Monday night, and hopefully that's how it's going to continue. Hey, Only- you have a, you have adults in charge. Yes. I mean, when you have adults in charge, that's what happens. They step up to the mic. They say this is wrong. They defend their team. When something like that comes out, but at the same time, they're holding their own team responsible, you know, for their actions with D'Angelo and are and are willing uh, to get rid of somebody if it, if they if it seems as though they're going to be a problem. So again, that's that's being an adult and it's having adults in charge. You stick up for your team when you have to, which is what they did. And you and you make the tough decisions regarding your team and getting rid of somebody that that may be a bit of a of a problem and may be messing with the chemistry of the team um, and and what's going on and 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 have the ability to do that and the balls to do that. Yeah, no, I agree. So to to wrap wind down this show here tonight. It's nice to get away from the chaotic stuff that I was talking about last week, but also kind of it turned out that way, and we laugh and we have fun about it. But like I said, I think they look really good the other night, and again, hopefully they can push a lot of this stuff behind. And like I said, you, you, you could just look at the the ice time some of these guys are getting. Um, if, if, you know, Panarin's going to keep being Panarin, and hopefully Bucci and Kreider and Stromer and, and Mika here can get on the board too. And and the other guys that have, have come in to help, and again, if Potato becomes a, uh, a positive uh, – part of this team um that's good i, I kind of like this game a little bit um i love he's wearing 22 22 has always been a favorite number of mine on the rangers um so uh that's good stuff too but like i said 11 games coming up it's going to be kind of brutal here but yeah. it'll give us you a good were... opportunity to see what this team is and, and then like i said capo comes back and um you know going into to march we get heedle back here too it'll be all right and the only thing last thing i'll say kd and i'll let you wrap up the show is um you know covid's bopping around so so far the rangers haven't had to deal with that yet, so hopefully cross our fingers, and, and that's something else that they don't have to deal with here this next month. Yeah, you know, you were mentioning um, the ice time with Lafreniere, and yeah, nine and minutes I, the other night. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Ranger fans should shouldn't 
really focus too much on the ice time. I, I just think there's, and it happened to Kako um, a few games ago as well. And Quinn even addressed it. He's like, I lost them on the bench. Meaning, you know, there's a lot of good players on this team. And sometimes Quinn is going to ride the hot hand. And that may mean that Lafreniere only gets nine minutes. Or Kako only gets 10 minutes. Or, you know, somebody else does the same. I and mean, when you have Panarin and Zabinijad and Kreider and Strom and, and these guys on the team that can put up points, you know, there's going to be times now and then where some of these younger guys, you know, they, they may not get those minutes. And, and so, I, I, by and large, they're going to get their 15 minutes a night, 14, 15 minutes a night. But... There is going to be some times where they're not. And it may have nothing to do with that they're playing poorly. I think that Quinn will go with a hot hand now and then. And you saw he did it with the young guys, too, because he played Heedle and Kako almost the entire third period that one game when they were really going. So, you know, he'll give that ice. I mean, you mentioned you saying Andre Miller 20 minutes, Fox 20 minutes. So, He's trusting these young guys with a lot of ice time. It's just, especially with the forwards, that you know, you if you're going to have these four lines that are going, especially if you have a competent fourth line, yeah, there's going to be nights where you know the, he's going to lose a couple of guys on the benches, is as he said. And I don't think Ranger fans need to go crazy that. And and I see it, you know, oh, he's Kako again. He's only getting 10 minutes. No, he's been getting 14, 15 minutes a night. There's no need to overreact to it. It's just the, the flow of the game and where special teams are. Kako obviously isn't on the PK if the Rangers are taking penalties. You know, Quinn is known to lean on the top power play. So the second power play, which Kako has been on and off, doesn't really get a lot of ice time. So, you know, if there's a lot of special teams playing a game, yeah, his minutes are going to be down. So I, I just think it's not something that Ranger fans should get too caught up in. Not at all, KD. I totally agree with you. Like I said, ride Shesty for a few games. Voxy, yeah. Cam, Lindgren, Truba, they're doing all right there back there. And like I said, that fourth line will be all right. And, and you know, like I said, Panarin scoring, Kreider, Keep put the puck in the net, you know. We'll be all right here, man. The other elements are just chopping in. And, again, we look forward to, to these next couple of games here, and hopefully they'll, they'll put this last, you know, week and these last couple of, you know, days behind them. And uh, we got we got to get behind them, man. Like I said, this the schedule is going to be crazy. Yeah, that was that's a, that's a buzzsaw coming up. That is an absolute buzzsaw. But, you know, like I said, if, if, if they continue to play well, and uh, are in these games or fighting in these games and, and, you know, are able to, to push these teams. And, you know, if they come out on top, that's great. And obviously, you know, I'd like to see them win more than they lose, but you know, if they are, if they're able to hang with these teams and uh, give them a fight where they're coming back in the third period, they're holding some leads, you know, uh, um, that's what I'm looking forward to is, 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 are they doing those things? And, and that's, what's most important. And load up on the white claws, and it'll make it easier <laughs> if they do struggle. I, I tell you what, I think every Ranger fan needs a little bit more than yes. a white claw after what what's transpired. 
the last the last couple of days. So I think we all deserve it. So, you know, I think uh, we all need to get blackout drunk tomorrow, um, <laughs> watching the, the Ranger Cap game and, and, and just enjoy ourselves for a little bit. I agree, buddy. And uh, last thing before you go, uh, who's winning the Super Bowl on Sunday, buddy? Oh, the Chiefs. Easy. Right. That's easy money. Easy three? Stuff? Three? <laughs> They're only given three? You gotta be kidding me! I I know it's Tom Brady, and that's literally why it's three. If it was like any other quarterback, the Chiefs would be favored by like ten. Yes, I agree. <laughs> that should be a good one. All right, buddy, enjoy the game tomorrow night. Everybody, enjoy the big game on Sunday. We'll be back here next week, and uh, hopefully, the Rangers will just keep this thing going. So, on behalf of myself, Mister Pauly C, KD, please say good night to the folks. Good night, folks. And let's go, Rangers!